Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It is the Almost Famous Podcast. Yes, we are here. We have a lot to talk about, and I would not want to talk about it with anyone other than my wonderful co-host, Ashley well, Iconetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ben and I couldn't even hold on three hours. No. To talk about this episode, I had to call him while I was at the tail end of watching. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny because after I hung up with you, yeah, my sister and my friend were like, who else can we call that has the screener so that we can talk to them too? <laughs> they because just it talk was to people? so outrageous. Yeah. Well, here, here's, and, and here's the format of today's episode. This, ep- the reason Ashley called me And the reason that we decided to talk about it before we even came on the podcast today, because it was a hard episode to watch, especially the the last third of this episode. Uh, We know that a lot of you have very strong opinions and it's, I mean, obviously very fair. Yeah. As with Dewey. Uh, It was, um, it was hard. 
it was hard for me to get to. And, and just to get started, I had to admit to Ashley, I said, you know, I watched this and I'm not always great at, uh, and you know, we've done it over and over again where somebody's had to correct us or, you know, fans don't see it the same way we do. I was like, I'm not always good with the things that upset me and make me feel really like hurt, like uh, confused isn't always how everybody else feels. I have to understand that going into today's episode. Not, not everybody's going to have as the same reaction I do, but when I watched this, I was like, there's no way. And like, there's just no way I can't say that this was awful to watch. It was not okay. Well, in my opinion, I don't think that there's any other way of seeing this episode other than Clayton's reaction towards Susie is truly disturbing. Um, yeah. I think it shows a side of him that we haven't seen before. And that's in seeing it makes me so glad that Susie and possibly none of these girls end up with him. That's a strong statement, Ashley. Do I you know. stand by that? Yeah, right now I do. Okay. Maybe... I don't know. I mean, I yeah. think it was like kind of a scary, kind of a scary side. The term gaslighting is just so uh, new that yeah. sometimes it sounds like kind of like taboo to say. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like it carries the weight of the situation, honestly. Like ga- yes. you say just the term and people are like, okay, yeah, that term gets thrown around. But like today, I hope you and I can actually talk through what happened during this conversation that we would reference as gaslighting, but was like actually put some like words to this discussion because it was, it was hard throughout, right? The whole, if you put an umbrella over this conversation, say, Oh, it was gaslighting. Yeah. Okay. But what actually was it inside of this? That was so upsetting for us to see. And probably for Susie to experience the way that he tried to turn the tables on her and make her seem like she was in the wrong and she was crazy. And that like the ending of their relationship was all on her that she made this massive mistake. It was villainous behavior on his part that I feel like we've almost never seen before. Especially from a lead. Yeah, especially for a lead. Because when you think of like villainous leads, like people think about Juan Pablo Mm -hmm. and put in comparison between Clayton's behavior with Susie and Juan Pablo with Andy saying like, it's okay, it's okay. And like dismissing her feelings like that. And and that was so light in comparison. And then like with Claire, <laughs> what he says with Claire is absolutely not okay. But in comparison, like it, this is just crazy. Yeah, it's tough. Well, and yeah, it is hard. So there's, there's going to have to be some, there's just a big conversation to be had today. And uh, obviously we have a big episode. We have uh, one of the fan favorites, Sierra Jackson, on the podcast as well today. Um, she uh, obviously participated in Women Tell All. Uh, she was outspoken at Women Tell All. We're going to get her thoughts on this episode and the situation. Sh- we should mention that she was somebody who had a poignant uh, something to say yeah. at the end of the episode because she was like, I know how, I don't know what the actual wording was, but she was like, I know how horrible <laughs> basically you were at the end. And it. And, and now, she, it makes sense now when she said that why yesterday like he looked scared. Yeah, and she was so unapologetic saying that and mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, that was bold." And now I'm like, "Oh, that was so appropriate." Well, Ashley, uh, today's a big episode. It's one of those that I didn't think we were going to have on this season. I thought we were going to kind of go through a whole season and talk about the show and the drama on the show and who doesn't like who and who likes who. Um 
but today feels like one of those episodes and one of these moments on this podcast uh, that a, a really important conversation needs to happen. Um, obviously, we have we we not only have to have it, we get to have it because we have a podcast about this show, and uh, and we'll do it right here. But before we do, let's take a little break. We'll come back with the Almost Famous podcast and also have Sierra Jackson. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Manipulation at its core is when you try to convince somebody to change their mind for your benefit. Right. He was definitely doing that. It was definitely Clayton attempting to change Susie's mind and make her feel crazy for his benefit, which any, let's be very clear. Whenever you try to do that to another human and you invalidate how they're feeling, thinking, and emotionally expressing themselves, and you try to change them so that you benefit from it, that's wrong. We're not just talking about The Bachelor here. We're talking about any yeah. situation where you try to convince somebody that your opinion's right because they're wrong and they're crazy. This is not a that's this is not having a, a mature argument at this point. There was obvious he felt like he had to defend himself, and instead of validating her feelings, saying, "You know what? I hear you, and it's wrong, but I love you." Now, love, as we've learned before, is not a thing to convince Susie then that she needs to keep with him. But like, I'm so defensive here. Because of my feelings for you, and I know I was wrong, and I have no way to explain it. Instead of him validating her feelings, he invalidated her feelings and made her feel crazy. And that's where we have to say, no, it's not okay. Uh, this is, you know, this is the most, like, I mean, I can't even think about the rest of the episode, given what we see here. Yeah. But let's, but let's give it a little context to it. I mean, everybody listening to this has probably seen the episode, but... The gist of it is that Susie is upset that he slept with the other two girls. She tells him now during her fantasy suite date that she would not be cool with him sleeping with with the other women and then choosing her. And it goes beyond that because not only did he admit to sleeping with the other women, at first he kept saying somebody, someone, as if it was singular until he finally kind of admitted it was both of them. He also says that he was, he also like confessed that he told both of them that there was love. Like he dropped the Mm -hmm. L word with the both of them. And she's basically like, well, I can't possibly, I, maybe I should have told you earlier, but I'm not cool with you saying those things or being intimate in that way with these other people when I'm in the picture still. And and yeah, maybe should I have said that? Sure. Um, but I didn't want to give you an ultimatum. And I kind of respect that. I'm kind of, res- you know, yesterday I was saying like, maybe she should have told him earlier if that's how she, she felt. But at the same time, now I'm thinking about it in a different way. 
I like the fact that she didn't give him an ultimatum, that she didn't even mention that because if it truly was her and he knew it was truly her, in which he supposedly claims now, he's like, yeah, but I love you most. That's what he says. I love you the which, most. Which, let me pause there, is what I was saying earlier, because you and I both learn through this podcast. You know, I've made statements about um, love and how, and, and people have corrected me and said, hey, like, people use the word love to get their way, right? They mm-hmm. manipulate people through saying, I love you. I love you. This is all out of love. Those things. It's wrong, right? We've learned that on this podcast. And so when I'm watching this and he's saying, I've loved you most, it's, but yeah, he's already made up his mind that he's over the relationship. It's almost to me like reminding me of that conversation we had last year. Where it's like, no, he's using this to try to convince her yeah. that he's in the right. And that's wrong. Like, this, you know, from the year of doing this now, I'm learning like when you, I'm seeing right in front of my eyes, he's using heavy words, big words like love and care and all this stuff to try to make her feel bad. Yeah. And it's like, Clayton, uh, do you love her most now because she's telling you this and she's pulling away and, you know, you're about to lose her? Or are you saying that or did you really know that? you loved her the most going into this week because in either situation you're kind of you're just it's a lose-lose for him he's basically admitting to her in some way that like yeah i slept with the other girls for fun but i knew it was you which just really makes it worse yeah so and and obviously we're going to go through the other two dates um you know and we're going to break this down but to end this thought here before we get into it a lot more in just a few minutes. Um, I do think there was a way to have this conversation. I actually think there was a really good way that Susie and Clayton could have sat down and that Susie could have expressed that she was hurt. Susie could have expressed that she didn't love the, the things that were done and that she didn't like that he had slept with other people. If, if he knew she was the one and that he could have responded in a way that admitted, you know what he had done He doesn't even need to admit fault, I don't think. I don't think his issue is in sleeping with the other women. I don't think that's not at all. I'm not saying maybe it was the wise decision. I'm not even saying it was a good decision if he knew Susie the one. But I don't, but none of this, none of being upset with Clayton right now is about him sleeping with the other women. It's about how he handled the conversation after Susie asked him, is how. Thank you for clarifying that. Where all this goes down. Yes. We cannot get mad at him for sleeping with other women if he was never Mm -mm. asked to be held to that standard by by Mm -mm. Susie, okay? Mm -mm. But it also doesn't mean that Susie still can't say, I'm hurt by how this happened. I don't feel good about the decision you made. And where it took a nasty turn, a nasty turn here, where where, where all of our conversation probably for the rest of the podcast after we get through the first two dates is going to go, is not in his decision to sleep with two women. It's how he handled the conversation and how he made Susie feel. Well, Ashley, we do have a special guest coming on. Sierra Jackson is here to join us. We're going to get her thoughts and everything and also her thoughts on the woman tell-all that we obviously talked about yesterday on the podcast and thought it was uh, unenjoyable to watch. Here is Sierra yes. Jackson. Okay, Sierra We'll be honest with the audience. We get the screeners. You haven't seen the episode, the Fantasy Suite episode, as of the time of this taping. But you did make a comment during Women Tell All that just made us go, whoa. That's when you kind of said, you know, Clayton, you mess up. (laughs) You mess up real bad. 
Um, we can't, of course, disclose anything that happens at the end. But do you know, like, how he met, like, how he messed up with Susie? Like, have you spoken to Susie? I I have, but I like obviously can't say any like details of our conversation, right? And I'm not going to yeah. share any details of our conversation. But um, I have I have gotten a child with her since everything happened, and I just know that I just know that she was hurt. That's all. Well, I, I know think, that she was really hurt, and and, yeah. and that that hurts me because she's you know one of my good friends. So, and I think that's a, a like obviously you know as Ashley just mentioned, we're recording this at uh, uh, 1.30 Mountain Time uh, on Tuesday. The episode won't air till tonight. We've seen it. You haven't. So everybody that's watched this episode now that will be listening to this podcast com- understands completely what you're saying. I mean, Susie was hurt. Uh, and in a way, you know, and in a way, I just wonder once she left the show, like, did she have a support system around her to let her know that she's not crazy? Uh, were you, yeah. uh, could you answer, were you there to be like, hey? Uh, I did. I I reached out to her. So I, I actually, I hadn't heard out, I hadn't been able to hear from her, you know, from a little bit, um, because obviously they're all going to take their time, you know, when they come home yeah. to kind of readjust and get back to everything and then so I kind of reached out a few times though and then finally she responded back and she was like you know I'm ready to talk you know so um but when I whenever she did respond back you know we did get to chat and and connect and I just let her know like you know that if she ever wants to talk more and express more and and if she's ever feeling down or just needs somebody to just be there like she can always hit up me or you know Marlene or any of us girls will all listen so she, she has a great support system, I think so, too, with her family. And then I'm not going to lie, like, you know, that The Bachelor, you know, ABC provides a really great support system, Good. too, for everything as well. So um, I think that helps a lot, too, with being able to, like, you know, link up with, you know, the, the, the psychologist they provide and everything, mm. too, after the fact. So um, I think, I think yeah, she's, she's good as golden. Okay. I know it. between your comment um and a couple of the other girls comments about like how the ending unfolds what's your general consensus as like a group of women towards clayton right now so uh we think that the um the overall outlook that we all have and and i can speak and i'm gonna say this because i've heard it from all the girls um you know some of the girls are very very nice when they're right in front of him um, and sugarcoat a lot of things when they're right in front of them or when they're on camera. And then whenever they're off camera or are not right in front of them, they speak their minds. Who knows? Maybe they're, I don't know what's, what's real and what's not, but from what I'm hearing, um, and what we've all talked about, you know, um, a lot of the women are, they were disappointed with Clayton overall. Um, and a lot of us went into this expecting a different bachelor from the very beginning. And so there's that right there. You mean a different um, actual then, human? A different human. Okay. <laughs> yes. Not a different personality so, from him, a different human. <laughs> yeah, a different human. And and so then, you know, right before, you know, we leave, you know, and 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 go to filming and everything, you know, we finally find out who it is. And um for me at that point, I'm just like, okay, well, I've done and bought 15 dresses. So it's happening. You know, it's happening. I'm going to cross my fingers. It's going to be a blind date. We're going to make the best of it. Like, he's not ugly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, if his personality is there, 
then it could turn into something, you know? No, wait, so, did you even see him? Did you know what his face looked like? Did you, you like yeah, get to, yeah, yeah, you his did? Face. That's it. We got like that one picture. He's like in a purple shirt, you know, that one. You got the ABC uh, picture of him. That's it. Yeah. Who did you think it was? I just, it was just some guy. We just knew it was this guy. No, no, from- no. But who did you think The Bachelor was going to be? Um, we also, we thought it was going to be Andrew Spencer, um, Mike, A, or, um, or, or Greg. And uh, 90% of the girls wanted it to be Greg. And so I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they might have casted for Greg, which is why a lot of us were still kind of spicy and like opinionated and very strong women. Because um, honestly, I feel like Greg could handle a woman like that. But so that's what I think is kind of what, what, was casted for and then and then things kind of change or whatever I don't know though I don't know I have no idea but that's just my like my thought process of it but yeah I mean a lot of people don't understand you know they think there's a lot of prep and that you know who this person is I mean I found out who my bachelorettes were going to be the night before I showed up to the mansion I was watching it live on television with everybody else and they were doing some live show and they announced two bachelorettes at that point uh, and you just, you kind of, I mean, I like what you just said. It's kind of like a blind date. You're like, okay, these people are ugly. Uh, they obviously have been on television before and they've lasted a while with the other person. So I'm assuming they're likable. Let's go give this a shot. Like, let's see if, exactly. wh- if this works. So let's, you yeah, know, some concept or context there, but at least I had the ability and Ashley had the ability to watch our leads previously on yeah. another season. You just got an ABC picture, which is never flattering. Yeah. And it's, and you don't really know. I mean, had I, for me personally, and I'm not like bashing Clayton or anything, but had I watched Michelle season and got to watch, like I would have just passed up on it because I would have already known that it, it wouldn't work out between him and I like personality wise. So, um, that's like one thing that you do kind of do miss out on yeah. by not getting to see, um, is that like you could have just weeded out by personality. And I'm sure if you were to watch me on something, you would be like, yeah, that is not my cup of tea. I do not like that girl. It would have been vice versa. And so then you just get that on time. <laughs> but yeah. Well, Sierra, that begs the question. How could you guys be annoyed at people like Claire, like Shanae, like anyone that you thought was there for the wrong reasons when you guys sort of felt the same way or like you weren't like even wanting to be with him? So for Claire, I wasn't really annoyed with Claire. I, I will, I'll say that. Like, I, I can't see on anybody else. I was just, that was night one. That was my first impression of her. And it wasn't that Claire was like, you know, bashing Clayton or whatever like that. I was more concerned because it, I, it seemed like she was like, you know, intoxicated. And so that's why I was like, ooh, she's being messy. She's like kind of being unhinged because night one, you drink a lot and then you're being messy and it's not because you're messy it's because you're drunk you know Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. that's why I was like "Ooh, yikes and because that's night one you're just gonna be you have access to it so pace yourself you know so that was more my thing with Claire um as for Cassidy I didn't have an issue with like or not Cassidy Cassidy was the whole side piece thing lying to Clayton's face that was I just I don't like liars like I can't stand a liar that's my biggest pet peeve that's my tick that's the one thing that'll like immediately get me really angry um is like when people lie to me and so 
that was my frustration with Cassie and that was my frustration with Shanae as well is because Shanae was being hypocritical and she was lying and that's why we didn't like her. It wasn't, she could have, she could probably know she could have, well, I mean, she was there for wrong reasons. She was there for clout. She was, and she won. I mean, I'll give it to her a hundred thousand percent. Whatever she came for, she got it. She won. She did her thing. Like, congratulations to her. I can give her kudos. And like, I'm not going to hate on the girl. I think Shanae's absolutely beautiful. I think she's stunning. I think she could freaking go a really long way with all the exposure she's gotten but I do think her personality is nasty and gross and so she that's what I'm annoyed about like and and that's the issue that I have with her is that she was deliberately just mean and nasty to people she could have went after that man without doing all that so that's what I mean everybody else did so I don't see why she couldn't have Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know I, I have to disagree with you Sierra I don't think Shanae won. I don't know what you're referencing when you say she won because I don't think this plays out well for her. Like, I don't think there's, I mean, you know, I've, I've been in this world now for many years, right? Uh, it comes and goes fast. It's an amazing yeah. story to tell your friends and your family. And it's awesome when you run into somebody that is like, hey, I was a fan of the show and it's great. Like, that's all really good. And it's been good for me personally. It's opened up new opportunities. However, it comes and goes fast, even when you're, you know, the show was good to you or you were good to the show. So when you say she's one, what do you, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, because, you know, obviously it's subjective of what people all consider winning. But for me, she went onto the show to get exposure, whether it was positive or negative. Because obviously, if it were to be positive, she wouldn't have said the thing she said. Right. So she went for exposure. That was her main purpose. That was her goal. That's what she wanted. doesn't matter what kind of exposure it was, but that's what in her mind she wanted. And that's what would make it worth it. And so, like, you know, when there's somebody like like I went on there. To hopefully fall in love, find love, fall in love, walk away with the man. Like it's over here, it's dry in Dallas. Okay. <laughs> so, like, that is what I went out there for. Gosh, the baby's so cute. Oh my gosh. But okay, so that's what I went out there for, right? That was my motive. I did not leave with that. So I lost. I did. Like, mm. I came back with friends, though. I love the friends that I have, but my motive was that I didn't leave with that. So I lost. And mm. I could care less about the cloud. I could, I could care less about screen time. I could care less about cloud. I could care less about anything else. I could care less. I have a great job, a great apartment. I love my life. Like I'm living me. So I could give less, shit. but she went on for a reason. And I'm, that reason she got it. She didn't care about getting the man. She wanted clout and she wanted exposure and she got it. So she won and when, and what she came for. And so I mean, she played her cards right for her and what she wants. Okay. And so that's, that's what I mean. You know, I, yeah. can I, can, Can't can disagree I play a little that. devil's advocate right here? Yeah. If you and some of the other girls were saying that you weren't really into him, then why stick around if it weren't for followers, clout, and all that? So me, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? What if he is really a good guy? What if these red flags are just, I'm jumping to conclusions. Like, you know, Sierra, just like wait it out. Give it mm. more time. By the time I got to Houston, I kid you not, I had, I lost my shit. The night of the cocktail party, when I'm in a green dress, I lost my shit. Entirely lost it. And obviously it doesn't show, but like, I mean, I lost my shit. 
so much they gave us McDonald's afterwards. There you go, to, girl. Which you wow. should know. You should know that's the luxury. And that's big. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, that was like our like, target run. <laughs> literally. So, so I, 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 I was so upset, and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done being a pawn. I'm done. I know I'm here for entertainment. I'm a quota. I want to get the fuck out and send me home. Like, this is not my person. It's not for me. It's not gonna happen. I've tried. I've, I've been optimistic. I've been, you know, positive, and it's not it. So just let me go back to my life. And finally that happened. So, but, but me like, yeah, to answer your question, I was ready to kick rocks and go. Like, well, <laughs> and it's, and, it, and I mean, I, I would have to say too, that's not all bad, right? Because like, it's fair for the show to say that to you because it's, it obviously moves so fast. There's so much going mm-hmm. on. I remember when I was the lead, there was women there that the same comment was made to me. Hey, you don't send them home maybe yet. Like there's more to get to know about them. And if I said, no, I'm very for sure this is not the one for me. They just said, okay, go ahead. Like it's fine. But there was always that there's more to get to know. And and at some level, Mm -hmm. you know, if anything, it allowed you to be around and make more friends. But I think the idea of, hey, there's still more to get to discover. The show doesn't really know if Clayton's going to come out of his shell. The show doesn't know if he's going to blossom. It could be that they're like, we see this guy behind the scenes when there's no cameras and he's like the most amazing guy. And then he gets on camera and like, we see what you're saying, Sierra. He shuts down. And so we're hoping in two weeks, Clayton thrives and shines and you fall for him. So I don't even have a problem with them telling you to stick around. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't either because the thing is like, that was the only thing is like the version that everyone sees on camera. That's the version we were given. We weren't given yeah. this Instagram version of Clayton. We weren't given this Snapchat version or Twitter version of, of personality. We weren't given any of that. We were given exactly what you guys see, which is, is, is not enough to want to marry someone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's it. So, so, you know, me, I'm wanting more. And I I know that I know me and I know what I need to fall in love with and I, what I need to have like a lasting relationship and I'm needing a lot more. And so I'm, I'm just being optimistic. I'm like, you know, I have nothing to lose. I'm already here. If they're telling me to wait, then yeah, of course they want me to make sure like, yeah. absolutely that whatever doesn't work, it's because it didn't work. Not because I gave up or didn't give it time or whatever. So I get a hundred percent why they're telling me to just like, see what happens and so I did um but like you know like I said before like you know the longer I stayed the more the more red flags I saw it Mm -hmm. didn't it didn't really clear up anything it just kind of got worse and and for me yeah what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What were those red flags that you guys were seeing? Gosh. Okay. So I didn't know it was a laundry list, but I mean, I'll sit back with this. That was a a very entertaining That was a big breath, Sierra. It's like, oh my gosh. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So it starts off, biggest red flag. Okay, it starts off with a big one. We obviously have the children's group date, right? Hillary Duff from the beginning. Okay. The main purpose of this day is to see how well we work with children because he wants children someday. He is passionate about kids. Okay. He, but yet he gives a group date rose to a woman that did nothing with the kids, never helped out with the kids, was never part of the party, didn't do anything with the children. So that right there was a red flag. I'm like, okay, she didn't do anything. She was by the pool with you, making out. She wasn't involved. She wasn't doing anything. She was also drinking around the kids, not really like involved at all, but yet she deserved the groupie rose. So that was my first red flag. That was huge to me. Um, and then after that, my next one was on the night that he sent Elizabeth home. He had pulled Shanae and Elizabeth to chat and he did not really have a real conversation with either of them to break it down and, and, and dissect what the actual issue is. He kind of just sat there and let them go at it. And then was like, okay, done. Like he didn't, he didn't, there was no proactive discussion at all. And then after that, he sends Elizabeth home. So that was the next red flag to me. And then I asked him about it. And he told me that he sent her home because she was being aggressive during their chat and that she was the one like kind of getting an attitude with Shanae and Shanae was very calm. And so he well, saw Shanae that. was being Meryl Streep, you know? Yes. Right. <laughs> and that's what he tells me though. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And this is in the moment. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, okay. That makes sense. Cause I'm questioning your actions, but this makes mm-hmm. sense. But then I watched it back when it aired and I'm like, Sinead's freaking out and Elizabeth is being calm so what and so that was that was like interesting to me and this all happens after Sinead is freaking out and talking to Clayton on the group dates and causing all this drama and he keeps believing Sinead and dismissing everybody else and so it was all just a really big red flag because mm-hmm. it was ultimately I'm going to believe Sinead and anything, anything that Sinead says and I'm not going to believe anybody else in the house and when Susie tells you something and talks to you about something I did, Elizabeth, like, I mean, if you don't want to believe me because I'm, I see my drama or you don't want to believe anybody else. Okay. That's fine. But believe Susie. If Susie comes up to you (laughs) and says, Hey, this is a red flag. This isn't right. I'm concerned. And he's like, Oh, should I hear the rose? Like, no, that's a huge red flag. And so that happened. And then, you know, all those little things here and there, he just kind of kept showing, you know, that he, you know, does that really have that much of a backbone and, and that he thinks with the wrong head and (laughs) I wanted where you go with that. I didn't know how (laughs) (laughs) wait until you see tonight. Yeah. I would love to have you on next week just so you can have, uh, you can share more thoughts, but the, uh, let's do it. Yes. Special segment, the honesty hour with Sierra every week. 
Um, oh, that's so cute. I like that. Sierra, uh, <laughs> as we as we let you go here in just a few minutes, I do want to touch on Women Tell All. Uh, we've talked a lot about your season and kind of, you know, all the women's thoughts on Clayton and all of that. But obviously, Women Tell All was, um, well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're a huge fan of the Almost Famous podcast. I'm assuming you are and uh, that you listen to it every week. But if you haven't got a chance <laughs> to listen to yesterday's episode, Ashley and I found this Women Tell All um, hard to watch uh, for multiple reasons. Um, it felt like a lot of yelling, which is never easy for me to, to, uh, to listen to just because I can't hear um, what's going on. It felt like there wasn't really a, a moderator. I'm not saying Jesse didn't step in, but typically like that is the host's job is to calm the storm. And maybe it, he just felt like it wasn't appropriate or whatever for you. Can you explain what it was like to be in that room and what it felt like, not only emotionally, but also just physically to be there amongst all of this. Uh, and then how do you feel now after watching it back? So being in the room, being back there, I was I was really just like kind of fed up and exhausted um, just with like Shanae, really, and like her lying and all of her bull crap. And obviously, you know, annoying with some things with Clayton, right? And being there, you know, I don't think that people realize that the filming of a woman tall is long. It mm. takes hours. Mm-hmm. Eight hours. hours. Not- Eight hours. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. Good so day. whenever, so, and I want to say what you, like everyone saw, because it was a lot and it was emotional and it was stressful, but for me, I'm very protective and that's just how I am. Like I, I was raised with, you know, like me and my sisters raised each other. Parents weren't like really around all too much. And so um, I have the mentality like to protect the ones I love. So when I look back and I see how hurt Shanae made my friends. It hurts me. And it makes me very, very angry. And like, no one's going to understand that views and watches. They're not, because they're not there behind the scenes. They're not there at nighttime. They're not there after the show is filming. They're not there for any of it. So they don't get to see how mentally affected some of these girls were by Shanae. Mm-hmm. Okay. Period. And so... Or Clayton, really, either. So whenever I was able to see that, this is Woman Tell All. It's Woman Tell All. That's literally the name. I'm going to tell anything that I can and say whatever I can. And it's really sad because they cut out a lot of good things, too, that I got to say um, that were not so aggressive or this or that. There were other things that I just made really good points on that weren't hype. But for the eight hours, I will tell you, the eight hours of filming, Everything they showed, they they sh- they were showing of me, was everything I said in eight hours, crammed into two hours, mm-hmm. except for one or two things that they left out. And so, if you can take my eight hours of commentary and cram it into two hours, obviously that's going to be a lot. I was not like you know what I mean. That's going to seem like a lot, and it's going to seem like a lot of interjecting. It's going to seem like a lot of shouting, but that wasn't all shouting crammed into that time. It was literally over a span of eight hours of filming and then obviously clipping cutting and piecing together and other women said things other women said a lot of hype things you know a lot of women were getting upset there was a lot of yelling and screaming and there wasn't a lot of control and so there are times when you do see me saying like shutting up other people and being like hey stop because those were times that I did actually because before that happened 
they're all getting hyped and they're just yelling. They're just yelling. They're not really saying anything. They're just yelling, right? And I'm sitting there. They're just yelling. There's no actual valid point being made. They're just literally saying mean things, like just yelling. And I have a valid point. I'm going to tell them to stop talking. I'm going to say, stop talking and shush. Let me say this really quick. And then y'all can go back to yelling. But like, I just want to make this one point. And so I did that probably like three times, you know, but the three times I did it because I didn't show everything else, it does look like I'm just not letting other people speak, but other people were speaking and other people were shouting and yelling and sharing what they wanted to share as I just sat there and looked around. And when I finally had something to say, I was like, hold up, stop talking. Let me say this real quick. Now proceed and start yelling again, you know? So, but it was very crazy and hectic and it was a lot of, you know, Jerry Springer vibes. It was crazy. (laughs) Like it was, I'm not going to lie. Like it was, but I will say like everything I said was valid and I don't, I don't take any of it back. And like the emotions that I felt whenever I was speaking were the emotions of that time and being upset because, you know, viewers don't see Shanae denying something over and over again. You know, she denies it three times by the third time. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm going off on her and they're clipping the, are you kidding me? saying it's like, you know, not really showing the whole context of the fact that she's just denying something over and over and over again. Or she's saying like, I mean, there was a few times where she literally points see me out and she's like, Sierra, Genevieve and, and Elizabeth, you're fake. You guys are fake. Everything about you is fake or blah, 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 you know? And so we're literally like, how are we fake? Like, can you please just tell us how, like, just give us any reason why we'll listen to it. We're here. We're trying to be receptive. Like we want to hear you out. We really, really do. So please tell us how. And she's like, well, you just are, you know, you are. And we're like, well, just give us a reason. So that's my thing is that it was very frustrating because of what all the things that went on. It was a a lot. It was a lot of denial. It was a Mm -hmm. lot of pointing fingers. It was a lot of hypocrisy and some people can sit back and just stay calm. And then there's other people like me who are just going to get fed up and annoyed and snap. And so that's what I did is I snapped because obviously I have nothing to lose on the show. You don't see me super snap because I'm over here, like trying to have on my best behavior and I don't want to look a certain way or be a stereotype or blah, blah, blah. And on this woman tall, I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I could care less at this point. This is like, you're being stupid. I'm going to tell you like it is. And I'm going to, and I'm going to be emotional. And if people don't like it, then they can kick rocks. I don't care, but I've never, it is what it is. I've never heard anybody else use the phrase kick rocks. I use it on this podcast a lot. I've never heard anybody else ever use it. And so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I say it all the time. It's like my favorite thing. Cause I just imagine somebody with their hands in their pockets, just, like kicking rocks down a driveway or gravel road like bye <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good oh, that's so funny all right well we do have to let you go but before yeah. we leave i want i got one question for you just because it didn't seem like you love your portrayal during women tell all you wanted to leave the bachelor would you do bachelor in paradise i don't know Come on. Um, I it really is up in the air. Like, I don't think you all really truly realize like how over it I was during during the actual filming of The Bachelor. And then by the time I came back and now like watching it back. I mean, it's like and now women tell all. And now I'm getting all these racist comments from random people from women tell all. And so like for me, it's like, you know, 
it would be a cool experience, I think. But ultimately, like really, truly, truly, mm-hmm. like I just want to get married and have kids. Like I want to yeah. get married. I want to have kids. I want to have a family. I want to live in Texas, not pay income tax and live my best life. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> like that's what I want. I, 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 like, I really, truly don't. I'm not trying to get famous. I'm not trying to get cloud. Like, I don't care. Like, I just want a family and I want to have like little babies that look like me running around. Yeah. Like, and I just don't know if I'm going to find that in paradise or not. So. Yeah. Well, Ashley did. And you can hear the results of that uh, as we do this podcast. So, I know. He's a little chatty right now. This is a podcast or a, a paradise baby. Well, Sierra, we hope to see you in paradise. There's a couple of reasons why. One, um, I do think you spoke your mind. Uh, obviously, as you said, uh, every time you spoke your mind, it was shown. And so it feels like you spoke your mind the whole time. And I know you did uh, sit and listen and then respond. Uh, And I I know how this plays out. Uh, I also think uh, that you're uh, really good to have around because I do think that you speak up what is going on in your heart. And I think that's always positive. And I'm sorry uh, that people have been mean to you uh, since last night's episode and and probably even before that. Uh, You're not alone in that. I, you know, I'm obviously a white dude sitting here, so I can't tell you that I've gotten the same kind of comments. Uh, but I can tell you that there's not one person that does this show that does not receive some type of uh, painful comments coming out of it. Uh, and so whatever um, you choose to do, we're thankful for you coming on the day and hanging out with us. Uh, and we respect your voice a lot. So, hey, thank you. And um, we hope to talk to you again. You're a good guest. Thank you so much, Ben. Appreciate thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye, y'all. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, Sierra was an incredible guest with a lot of insight. Um, she's one of those people that come off the show that does speak her mind. And that is, um, especially for a podcast, always appreciated. I think it was also appreciated, um, it sounds like, by the group of friends that she had in the house, because I do think she supported them well. Ashley, uh, in our last final moments here, as we close out this, this podcast, we do want to run through this episode. Uh, we had three fantasy suite dates. Uh, the first two, um, obviously one with Gabby, one with Rachel. Um, you know, it felt like to me the storyline throughout was, hey, he's into him and they're into him. And uh, it kind of was like the the moderator behind the scenes was Susie just continuing to reinforce into all the viewers' mind, like, are they yeah. going to sleep together or not? Like, that Something's was kind of my happen. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. At the end, it was just like, Susie's leaving. Susie's leaving. So, you know, the first two dates, uh, I I wasn't shocked, I think, because of how many teasers we've gotten 
that he expressed love for both of them. I, I obviously am not in a place to judge him there. I'm watching yeah. going, I get it. And I could go yeah. on and on. And we've done it many times on this podcast about, you know, you're in this situation and what that feels like. And, you know, it's chaotic and you can't really get your thoughts straight. And the only thoughts you know how to communicate are the ones that you're feeling at that moment. And so he obviously says this and I'm sitting there going like for, for, I bet my name is brought up tonight on Twitter more than it's been in like four years. Like I bet, totally. I bet he, you know, he held he my beer or I held his beer. Uh, and he, he <laughs> went off and did this in ways that I never dreamed of doing it. Um, but I cannot mm-hmm. criticize him for that, but that is yeah. the first part of this episode. Are those dates going well in theory for that relationship? Him sleeping with both, um, telling both that he loved them. Uh, telling, making, I, the one thing here that I do think, and, and you could probably argue I did the same thing. Um, falling in love versus in love. Yeah. I mean, I think that was, I think that's like at some level, like I would argue it's semantics. Like I can't give myself, I can't give myself a break there. Right. Like Uh I do think that you could argue that I did the same thing. And so I'm not like saying, you know, I'm holier now here, but probably something I could be criticized for and admit to that. I don't love that. I did that I don't love that he did is I think he led both to believe that they were the one for him. And I think that's a problem because I think in his mind, at least from what we see at the end of the episode, Susie was the one for him, but yet he is making those girls feel like they're the one for him, which probably makes them, you know, relax, have more fun, come back all giddy. Like, uh Oh, I just found my husband. And again, if there's anybody that should be criticized for this or that could sit in the same camp as him, it's me. But I just don't think it was good. I don't think it was good that I did it. I don't think it was good that he did. I don't think it's a wise decision on the show. You know, when you did it, it seemed like it was almost like an accident. You're like, oh, (laughs) right. Well, I didn't think that. Yeah, I was like, I went back and pounded my head against (laughs) my pillow in my hotel room and like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Like that was word vomit for you. It's yeah. like you really did. I feel like you really did feel that, but you didn't mean to like actually say it out loud to both. Mm. And then with Clayton, it was like very intentional. Yeah. Like he wanted them to know this. Like he thought he was doing the right thing. And he even kind of mentioned that to Serene during Women Tell All. Yeah. He was like, you made me make the, de- you know, in so little words. Yeah. He's like, you made me made the, make the decision that I should just be open and honest about my feelings towards everyone. And I really think that that was what was going through his head when he intentionally said, like, I love you to all three women. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and you, I mean, I would love to give myself the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I do think you're not wrong. I know my reaction once that day, those days were over. And I know that I went back and like paced around my Jamaican hotel room and was like, you are so dumb, Ben. Like you cannot do this right. You've messed this whole thing up. So I get, yeah. I mean, I felt a lot of like, um, guilt, I guess, because of this, but I also am now, you know, years out, married, happily married, moved on. And I can say, hey, I just don't think it was a good decision that I made. Don't think it was a good decision he made. Okay. So on to his worst decision. Um, one that is a very serious matter is he sits down with Susie. They have a great date. Okay. Um, pulling our quotes up. Well, do they have a great date? I think <laughs> Maybe it was fine. I'm overanalyzing yeah, the body language. Date. But I still feel like she was losing interest. Or maybe I'm misinterpreting that. Yeah. 
um, maybe it was just her worry, like her yeah. worry, like, oh, what happened with the others? I'm very like, I'm I'm keeping you at a distance because I don't know how I'm going to feel about you when we actually have this conversation later. I think, yeah. So I was, until you just finished that, I was going to disagree with you. I don't think she was losing interest. I think her mind was elsewhere. I think her mind okay. was on the conversation they were going to have at dinner the whole time. And I'm mm -hmm. assuming she never felt like it was appropriate to have it as they're dancing in a steam shower or they're running through <laughs> ice. Like that doesn't feel like the right time to have this. And so she made it through that to have the conversation later. And I do think there was that sense of I'm not in this right now. And I'm just hoping that the worst or what my mind is, what I'm thinking in my mind is not mm -hmm. true. Okay. Yeah. So you're pulling up the quotes. Um, yeah. And as you do that, this is how the date goes on. They have their morning portion, Ash and I just mentioned. It felt distance, but I think we could blame that on her mind being elsewhere. They sit down at dinner, and at some point, Susie within that dinner says, here's my concerns. Here's where my mind's at. You're you just told me that you love me, um, and I obviously am very into you, and I'm falling in love with you, or I am lo in love with you, but I need to know if you have been intimate with anybody else, like, are you telling these other women the same thing? Yeah. So the yeah. first question I have for you, Ashley, and for the audience listening, and you can answer, they can answer it as they hear this. Was it appropriate for Susie to ask Clayton on the spot about the other relationships going on at the time? I think yes. What do you Why? Think? Why? Um, because I, <sighs> I think it's a okay thing. I think it's something you should know. Um, I know you said yesterday you're like, it's different with The Bachelor because like the start of your relationship is kind of like when you leave just the two of you. Yeah. But I think it's like totally fair to know if you're like saying I love you or like falling or like having sex with somebody else. <laughs> before you get engaged to that person. I would say the same thing. I would say it would be a really hard position to be in as the lead if that's, you know, the decisions that you've made. Um, I don't think it would have been ideal, like, to be put up in a position to have to answer it. But I think at this point in a relationship, as you're a week away from getting engaged, any questions on the table. Like, yeah. you should not feel it's like you fair. have... It's all fair. Like it is all fair. It, even the hardest conversations are fair because you're about to get engaged with somebody. And if we're really, if this show really is going to form healthy, loving relationships, you know, this with being married, our listeners know this. If they've been in a really healthy, loving relationship, hard questions are asked all the time. And like, that's part of it. The communication there fact. Okay. So we've gotten through that hurdle. The second step is Clayton's response is he is honest. It, it it's obviously throws him off and he feels defensive, but he is honest and he tells and it her. escalates. That's the thing. At first, didn't really like it. Right. And then all of a sudden he's like, I hate you. We, OK, but he answered it. So so we get to this point in time where he has answered the question. Honestly, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there is a really good way this conversation could have occurred and happened. They both could have talked it out. They might have still separated and gone their separate ways because, hey, Susie is just like, I can't get over this and this is too weird for me and you slept with people when you're going to... That would have been an okay result of all of this. But it's how then between her leaving and him having his first initial response or maybe even her question that this thing gets ugly so fast and so horrible to watch. Ashley, you called me, obviously. You're watching with your sister and your friend, and you were like, we got to call somebody that's seen it. 
at what point did you go, oh my gosh, like this is no longer even fun for me to watch. This is hard for me to watch. Okay. The point was when he says, you've invalidated everything we have. What? Because she didn't tell you before the fantasy suite week that she would have preferred you not sleep with everyone. Mm. Wow. Now, yeah, that being said, I don't have an issue with him choosing to sleep with people. My issue, which you said earlier in the show, is is his choice of words, how he's treating her, how he's flipping this whole situation on like it being her fault mm-hmm. that uh, that they are no longer going to work out. And it, at its simplest level, like if we just totally like like boiled this down to how this whole conversation went it was clayton continuing to try to make Susie feel like it was her fault yeah which is the definition of gaslighting it is and it was awful to see because there was no admittance on his part of yes i made this decision i didn't know like that this was gonna hurt you he's not the first lead as we mentioned yesterday to sleep with multiple people I promise you that he might and like there's some leads that don't sleep with anybody. There's some leads that might just sleep with one, but he's not the first lead guy or girl to sleep with multiple people in the fantasy suites before they get engaged. Okay. So we can't be like Clayton, you're terrible for that. We just can't. But to finish this, I also have never seen a lead respond, at least in my memory, there might've been one, but like we're talking about this scenario. Yeah. With the, this was the standard. This is what you're communicating to me. This is how you, I've hurt you, or this is where you're hurt right now. And as a result, like I'm going to make sure you feel like you're in the wrong for feeling yeah. for Su- Susie, yeah. you feeling this way. That's where no. this whole thing went sideways. And it just kept going and going and going. And what was sad was how she was responding to it. Like mm. I felt so bad for her because like, She's trying to, like, fix things. She's saying, like, I'm sorry, even. She's, like, I'm kind of apologizing. And I'm like, girl, no. And I'm like, I understand. You know, she's on camera. I'm sure she's going to watch this back. I'm sure she immediately, actually, it's not even watching this back. Like, she probably got to the hotel room and it was like, I should have said this. I should have said that. Yeah. Right? Oh, and I just feel so bad that in that moment, she felt like she had something to apologize for. Well, and, you know, like you just said, you just laid it out perfectly. You know, she's in an environment where she doesn't have a sound support system around her. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't have the ability to walk away from the table and call up a friend and be like, this is what my boyfriend is telling me right now. And this is how I'm feeling. And this is what I told him. Like, she doesn't have that. And so she's kind of on an island alone. Mm-hmm. And and as you mentioned, she's on camera. There is this guy who is the bachelor, mm-hmm. right? And like that hat carries like whatever kind of weight. And she's trying to figure out if she's going to marry this dude or not. So like, I, I'm sure she did. And especially after watching this episode, she's going to be like, I wish I would have said this. And I wish I would have said that. And I'm sure she's going to come out probably and say some yeah. stuff here uh, publicly. But I felt that same way for her in the moment. It was like, you don't need to apologize for anything, Susie. Like, there is nothing in this moment you need to apologize for. You just communicated your feelings and what hurt you. And in a good relationship with a good partner, like, that is not received with defense. Like, it never is. If if at any relationship in my life that I would have said to, to make, I mean, Jessica's a, a great example. If I came to her and said, hey, hun, 
what you said last night hurt me. And she would have told me, well, you're crazy for feeling hurt by that. No, like, you know what she would do? She would, let me, let me hear why. Like, tell me why that hurt you. And then she would either say, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Or she would say, we just misunderstood each other and we would move on with life. But she would never, ever make me feel crazy for feeling a certain way. That's so wrong, especially on a big topic like this. He like made himself the victim. And think about like how egotistical that whole thing was. It was like, oh, you you th- you didn't like a decision of mine? Well, I am going to break. You want to like maybe break up with me? Like this isn't working out for you? Well, I'm going to break up with you. Oh. I'm sending you home. This is not working for us anymore. It's, you, uh, you, ugh, ugh, ugh. yeah, God, it was hard God. to watch. And, uh, I, I'm glad that you called me to talk about it after you saw it. You were, you were on a, very upset and very, and I, and I told you, I had to admit to you, I was like, you know, I'm glad you called because I was confused watching it. Like if my, is this real life? Is this real life? And yeah. like, am I, am I at all on the same page as you, Ashley, when I watch this and go, this feels bad. Um, I had to get I I had to get some accountability and we both were like no like there, it's a, there's a reason why we watch this and then like it's hard to watch it's hard to see and it's unfortunate for Susie and it's unfortunate that you know this is going to be such a big storyline now uh really probably to, I would imagine for the rest of this season um because it's just not a good look and it's it's not healthy for anybody to have to witness but maybe there's going to be good conversations that come out of it maybe people will be like hey do you see this this is not this is not the right thing to do. This is not right. The right way to communicate. And maybe people will be bettered for it. I hope so. But until then, it was really ugly. It was, yeah. a, it was a really bad moment for this show and for our current league. It was. Ugh. And, and I, I, there's no other way to put it. I don't think I'm reading the quotes now and I'm just seeing how many times she said, like, I'm sorry. I mm. feel awful. I feel, I feel bad. I, and then she goes, I can tell every ounce of him that in every ounce of him, he like hates me and I'm sorry for the pain that I caused him. And then he says, everything happens for a reason and and I will move and this will help move my life forward. Um, I will find someone who will fight for me. I thought she was that person. This was my biggest fear. The person that I loved being gone wild absolutely wild well um i don't think there's anything else to say we could continue to exacerbate this and keep talking about it and saying how hard it was to watch how bad it was to watch how bad it was to be a part of and um how we feel for Susie. and you know we obviously don't know what happens the rest of the season but we're obviously going to be um talking about it here on the podcast um oh well let's end with that then what do you think ben is what's going to happen after seeing this in the scenes for the next episode Oh, I think I, I think both of them leave. Um, yeah, right. I don't think they're. I mean, I I think both of them leave, and I think both of them leave because, um, yeah, because I'm, I'm sure he he tells them about how he feels about both of them. It seems like he does it for both of them together, at least according to the teasers. I think it probably confuses both of them. This is my. This is all assumption, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think they probably have a similar reaction to than as to as Susie's um and I, I I'm wondering now how he handles that that was my mm-hmm. that's a all complete assumption but that I just think in short they both leave 
Right. And that truly will be the first time in Bachelor history that the Bachelor is left alone at the end of this because his all of his women left. Absolutely wild. Well, Ashley, uh, thanks for talking through this with, uh, with you know, everybody listening and me. And then Sierra, thanks for talking to Ashley and I both. Um, it's a big deal. Thanks for spilling the tea. Is she that did. expression chuggy of me? Um, no, that's good. That's a, that's uh she did. She, she okay. told us a lot. Um, <laughs> and also I thought Sierra gave us good perspective into the minds and the thoughts of the, uh, the women, which gives more clarity to people or to the, really the whole season. I wish we would have known that going in that, Hey, there were some women that just weren't into this thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it would have made sense a lot more on why stuff was happening the way it was, but well, that's a, a big episode. But another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. Please, again, write in your thoughts, your feelings on this episode to us. Ashley and I both put up polls uh, on social media and Twitter. I've been reading them as actually we're sitting here to keep up the date. Um, Most people don't want women tell all anymore. Uh, yeah, I'd say 70%. I think I saw on both of ours. That was were, about mine, too. Yeah, we're, we're not into it anymore. I think just probably because it's it just didn't seem healthy. Um, and it hasn't seemed healthy in a while. So uh, with that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.